Welcome to Alphabet Flight's Wikipedia Marvel Journey, where I go through a fish and book the Marvel Universe with the guests, and we talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is Batboy. We found him. It's Batboy. Hi, Perry. Yeah. That's the uh, noise I imagine Batboy makes. Oh, wait, no, that's the, imag- that's the noise that I know Batboy makes, because I am Batboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, am- we're talking... <laughs> Yeah, hey Perry. Hi. Uh, hi. Hello. Art. What's up? Uh, we're talking hey. about Batwing today. That's the most you've acknowledged me in the intro to a podcast ever. You actually have actually you said hi to me, which is that's... <laughs> I rev- I revoke that. Bye, okay. Perry. Well, that's that's no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to stay um, silent for the rest of the podcast then. <laughs> no, but today we're talking about Batwing, and no, we're not talking about uh, Batman's jet. I thought we were talking about Batboy. We're talking about bat. Well, it's a boy. It's a boy. That's a bat. Batwing. Okay, I don't know this character. Looks like this. Oh, man, bat. No, <laughs> bat boy. It's a team. It's not a man. Oh, huh? he only works oh. forty hours a week, not ninety. I make my own hours, dadgummit. Uh, but but yeah, we're gonna be uh, talking about Batwing. Uh, it's 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 man bat, but like but team proportions. Um, that that's what they look like. Uh, so his name is James Jimmy Satini. Okay. Goes by Jimmy, obviously. Uh, no other aliases. People know about him. Uh, he's a student. Uh, his U.S. citizenship. He's from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, he has a doctor father named Antonio Santini, who also is dead. And, uh, Colata Santini, his mother, who is not dead. Poor man boy. Or boy. <laughs> Poor man boy. <laughs> Poor man boy. <laughs> that, you know, those are called large adult sons. You, they, you don't need to call a man boy. That's uh, I I I am so upset that the insult large adult son is no is a thing. People keep calling them Nepo babies now. No. They're large true, adult dude. sons. <sighs> It, there's there's a ring to it, you know. When you call first off, I, I, like they're just three words, but like they're biting, you know, to the right person. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah. So no group affiliation. Uh, he's a high school student, so that's you know all he has for education wise. And uh, he first showed up in the Untold Tales of Spider Man issue number two. In October 1995, Ooh. Castles in the Sky. I love this cover. This is a really good cover. It's you great, have Spider-Man swinging yeah. through New York. It has that like kind of angle because like he's, you know, you can tell he's swinging off of a building kind of like, you know, kind of swinging around it. And you have you have Jimmy there, Batwing, just like gumming at him. And you see his little spidey sense. And he's Jimmy. just like, ah. It, this and it has the John Romita, you know, uh, Junior, hey, big eyes. Hey, Jimmy, 
So this is a good. This see, is a good cover. You just see Batwing flying around, and there's some moron friend of his. It's like, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, it does have uh, the title cover title as it stalks in the night. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, so. I can't stop thinking about. <laughs> is is Jimmy not alive? Is Jimmy dead? Uh, Jimmy's, I think, alive. Yeah, he's not. He's not dead. I just his his history on on Comic Vine ends at Fear itself, and I mean it's been a few years since Fear itself. Well, like he just kind of, he's kind of just there. Yeah. That's I don't think fair. he really showed that's, up that's, afterwards. That's, yeah. That being said, let's talk about it because this, he doesn't have, he has two paragraphs. So, okay. That, that way, you know, he's like real important. Oh, man. I love that. Sorry. I, I just got sidetracked by the, the Untold Tales of Spider Man uh, comic vine thing. And these covers are beautiful. Those are some really good covers. Every single one of them is when, absolutely gorgeous. I think when people think about 90s art for Marvel anyway, they're actually mostly thinking about um X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, I totally there's a get lot that. of really good art and well, stories from the 90s. You're either thinking about X-Men or you're thinking about Rob Liefeld. Like there's there's not really much of an in-between, you know. Yeah, but like, there's a I mean, lot not of that, really that, good. That, that Venn diagram form. does overlap for sure, but you know. What and, I mean. and the and the weird thing is, it's like uh, Rob Liefeld was only there for two years. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you can't draw yeah. feet and you make Captain America look like he's somewhere between morbidly obese and the most ripped man in America. So I heard he's actually like a pretty decent guy. So, yeah, he blocked me. He blocked like, me on not, Twitter a long time ago. Like I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not. Well, you know, I didn't even say it, anything that mean. I just was like, I think it, I commented on something where he was talking about that jeans commercial he was in years ago, and it just rubbed him the wrong way, I guess. And he blocked me. Uh, Dan Slot blocked me on on Twitter too, which I I feel so I feel so bad about that. I like Dan Slot now. Say Dan Slot blocked you on Twitter is like saying I just woke up and took some oxygen into my lungs. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not blocked by Dan Slot. But I like I genuinely like Dan Slot now. Like it took me a few years to come around to his work, and but I do. I'm I upset do like that it. he depowered Franklin. Oh, did he? Richards. I'm still oh, upset yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, he did, that. didn't he? He made him not a mutant, too. Okay. I'm upset but, about that. I think I think that he has good ideas. I don't think he's great at executing no, okay, those Okay, here's ideas. the thing with Dan Slot, And please block me. I don't know how to get blocked by Dan Slot without tagging him, but I I don't want to just tag him. I want to get blocked by him organically. Just you tweet. Know? I want to get... You don't have to tag him, because he does strike me as somebody who who searches his name on Twitter. Just just tweet, I want to get blocked by Dan Slot or hashtag it or whatever the crap. I don't know. But that is definitely going to be like it, it's somewhere out there. The powers of the universe are going to guide Dan Slot to you and that tweet so that you can then be blocked by said Dan Slot. But OK, here's the thing with Dan Slot. I think he has like 95 percent good ideas I hate those five percent so much, though. The ideas that he has, like, like, <sighs> no, they are they are controversial, and and you know, 
I mean, even talking about something as popular, I think is not exactly the right word, but something as uh, something that people are as aware of as uh, Superior Spider-Man, right? I understand that it was a big status quo shift and uh, it was Spider-Man like we'd never seen him before. But here's the thing. Spider-Man's been evil before, just not in that capacity. Also, right. Also, and, and it's just like, like it's not the concept te- behind Superior it. Spider-Man wasn't even evil. He was just bad at being a hero after us. Well, yeah. Okay, exactly. He was an anti-hero, I guess, if you had to whittle it down. But but I'm just saying like that's that's old hat for one and two, like nobody was going Oh, I, I, I just, I need something different with my Spider-Man comics. Like, I, I don't, I think that creators of the comic book industry in general are so out of touch with their core readers that they think that people are getting bored with a lot of what they are doing at heart, at the heart of their, their stories, even though they're not. And I mean, like we saw that with Heroes Reborn, we saw that with the clone saga it's it's not an uncommon thing in the comic book industry and i i would argue i would argue the only time that it worked and even then it wasn't 100 percent success because it did eventually fall off the wagon and became its own mess of a, a thing but the ultimate universe i think that was the one time that them jumping into a new continuity actually made sense enough to not feel like they didn't know what they were doing. I don't know who to like I don't want to give all that credit to to uh, uh Brian Michael Bendis. Um I don't want to give all that credit to Joe Quesada. Like there there's too many people to like say, oh, this was an idea that kind of like worked well together because a bunch of different people came together to make it work. Um but even then, you know, saying it worked is subjective in and of itself. All that being said, um, I, I'm, I'm so, I, I'm constantly confused by the decisions that are made by higher ups at comic book companies. Oh, so here's, so, okay. When it comes to Spider-Man specifically, I know that Spider-Man is one of their bigger sellers. Peter Parker, Spider-Man specifically. Yep. I think they need to shelf him. Really? Um, what they keep on doing over and over again is he makes any progress. They have to make him poor, miserable, and single. That's, Every single time. That's People that's want fair. to see Peter happy. Mm. Yeah. He deserves it. Well, and, Let and, and, MC2 happen. Let him wind yep. down. Let him have a Absolutely. child. Let him marry MJ. Let him like not be Spider-Man. Let other people be Spider-Man. Let Ben be Spider-Man and not make him evil. Let Miles be Spider-Man. Let Gwen, uh, let Gwen Stacy slash Spider Gwen slash Ghost Spider be uh, a, a Spider-Man. You know, yeah. let sp- anyone a else be a Spider-Man. Let Peter be happy. We want Peter to be happy. Yeah, and, and I, I don't, I don't disagree with that by any means. But and I, and I will say to. Too, I will say too, I do think that pound for pound, Miles Morales is a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker is. I think when when and and the the whole thing about the character is that he's supposed to overcome adversity for the greater good and that it makes him a better person and a better hero. And the last time that any kind of shift like that happened with Peter Parker, 
He got a new suit. He said nobody else is going to die, and that lasted for fifteen issues, and then it was over. Like it, it's it, it's it's such. I'm I'm not not on your side if that makes sense, but I'm also. I'm also such a Spider-Man fanboy that I still want to read Spider-Man stories. I just want to read Spider-Man stories where I'm not constantly going, why are we back at Amazing Spider-Man number one? Why are why are we circling back to this this weird status quo? I and I, you know I what, agree. You with know how you can do I, that? Let let Peter let Peter retire. Let Peter exactly, retire. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's why I loved so much Spider-Man I, life story. I also really liked uh, Superior Spider-Man. Like, the reason why I think I got back into comics, because, like, believe it or not, the reason why I got out of comics um, was uh, leading up to um, leading up to Avengers vs. X-Men. I knew you were going to say that. I knew that yeah. was what you were going to say. Yeah. Was what the got Spider-Man, you out of it. Like, and, Spider-Man but- was getting incredibly boring. Like, it's just like, oh, I have to stop this big threat. And like he's becoming important and everything, and then as soon as that happens, like um, Avengers vs X Men happened, I'm just like I don't like this anymore. But it turns out that that storyline was leading towards Superior Spider Man. Um, and what oh, got me back into point. Marvel Comics that's was Superior Spider Man. Yeah, so, so it, this is, I so. I have I have plenty of thoughts on on AVX. I, it was it was never my favorite thing. I thought it had some bright moments. But I also think that it's just another product of the Brian Michael Bendis uh, method or system of give people characters that they love and then pit them against each other because Civil War was a success. You know what I mean? Like that. That's and I'm tired. I am genuinely tired of seeing superheroes fight other superheroes. I I maybe every now and then, but I I. Just just let them operate together. I'm not saying that the the Silver Age with the Avengers was perfect. I'm not saying that those stories are exactly what I want every story to be. I just am tired of every two or three years, we see a team of heroes go, well, you shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have felt that way about this thing, or, or whatever. And it leading to this cataclysmic divide between I will- them. I will say that they do like while they kind of do that with Judgment Day, they turn it on its head in a way that is very interesting. Um, so instead of instead of it just being like I have a minor disagreement, the Eternals, whose whole thing is we need to protect the human race from a deviant, something cause that that the deviants are turned to mutants all of a sudden and when you put oh, that yeah, when yeah. you put that when you put that in a context of what uh the Krakoa era x-men are right now and the fact that the world peacekeeping uh, people the avengers are you know they have people like you know interacted with both worlds it is very interesting and the way they do character is really good um now that being said let's talk about Batwing. Uh, yes. and, sorry sorry uh <laughs> guess what this is exactly what the first episode we ever did together became was talking about nightcrawler and it was just this complete uh complete tangent anyway i'm sorry yeah. you're hungry but, i should have i should have not drugged yeah but uh as a boy uh jimmy Santini was uh trapped in the carlsbad caverns new uh, mexico when his father was killed presumably murdered 
uh, while investigating illegal chemical dumping. But, uh, you know, he was there and he was, a little, he, was, he was a little thirsty. You know, he's in a cave. So he drinking some contaminated water. Uh, and he began to mutate into uh, a bat boy uh, after he returned home. After he returned home. Um, so his mother, obviously, uh, you know, I, I understand. Uh, I understand this. On I've, I've been well, with Jimmy on this one. Rejected by his mother. Uh, oh, no. Perceived to be a uh, perceived as horrific, like transformation as demonic. And then he fled to Manhattan, obviously, because that's where you go in the Marvel Universe. There's nothing in the middle of the country for you if you have superpowers. Nothing. Right. You're there in the Southwest or you're in, in New York. <laughs> that's it. Uh, he was uh, he was feared as a monster because, he, you know, he lived as a scavenger, you know, eating out of, I was going to say toilets. No, garbage cans, uh, you know, garbage cans. Uh, and he was seeking food. Uh, from the penthouse of uh, New York City Councilman Rudolph uh, Churin. And Jimmy was misinterpreted as attacking the politician and was subsequently uh, branded as a menace by the Daily Bugle. Uh, the novice hero, Spider-Man, seeking Churin's uh, $25,000 reward, hunted the beast. And the two fought until Spider-Man realized the creature was just like a frightened 12-year-old boy. And after Batwing shared his diary, Spider-Man forfeited the award and defended Batwing against uh, Shuren and his uh, men while Batman saw Bat- Batwing fled. Um, so after that, Spider-Man gained uh, Batwing's trust and supply, uh, and Spider-Man supplied him with uh, food and brought him to his friend uh, Kurt Connors, who suffered from turning into a lizard. Uh, in Batwing's excitement, he accidentally broke a vial, exposing Connors through his own mutagenic serum, causing him to change into a lizard. And of course, the lizard attacked Batwing and escaped to the sewers. While Spider-Man and the lizard cl- crashed, clashed, uh, Batwing begged the lizard for mercy, crying out either for his own deceased father or appealing to you know, the lizard's paternal instincts. And of course, the lizard was just like, oh... This is a boy. I had a boy. <laughs> and then he turned back into Connors and like faltered in allowing Spider-Man to administer the antidote. So, of course, uh, he had to go to one of the other places mentioned in Marvel, Florida. Uh, <laughs> so Connors took Batwing to Florida to seek a cure for the boy. Connors failed since Batwing's uh, physiology like resisted. Connor's serum, uh, while also further mutating into a bat form. Uh, despairing, he returned to New York and attacked Spider-Man, hoping to be killed. But Spider-Man just like, you know, thwipped some uh, webbing into his eyes. And then um, Spider-Man located Jimmy's mother, and she refused to help, you know, claiming that her son was as good as dead to her. Uh, but then Spider-Man confronted Batwing, and the police arrived while Batwing encouraged the police to shoot him. Carlotta then arrived apologizing uh, to her son. It, you know, he finally felt acceptance from his mother, and then he allowed Connor's serum to take effect, and then he turned into a boy again. There you go. Yep. So, um, he's 5'6", weighs uh, 145, uh, green hair, brown eyes. Sorry, brown hair, 
As Batwing, he's 5'2", weighs 100 pounds. He has red eyes and brown hair. And basically, he just has large eyes and ears, which capable of uh, enhanced night vision and hearing. And water-resistant, of course, uh, guard hair. He can fly up to 45 miles per hour using his bat wings. Um, he doesn't have a tail, so that's something. He can also do the eh -eh thing that bats do. <laughs> uh, because he's a bat. He's bat. You know, he does bat stuff. Right. Right. Um, he can. He's like, he's pretty agile. He has enhanced strength. He can lift about 350 pounds after a second mutation. Sharp fangs, sharp pointed claws on his hands and feet. He has thumbs independent of his wings. His eyes are sensitive to light, uh, but he can see during the day. He also has like really large ears, uh, big jawbone, big nose, and he also uh, and that nose allows him to smell real good. I get it. That's him. That's him. And that's the show, I think, right? Yep, that's the show. That's the show. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Uh, next week, uh, nobody knows because Art likes to keep people in the dark. I think he gets off on it. They get off on it. Excuse me. Um, but it's uh, been a pleasure hanging out with you this week or this episode. Uh, you can follow me at my bourbon pod. You can go follow Art uh, at Alphabet Flight. There's and, a Tumblr, I think, as well. That, that sure, I'm on, I'm on Tumblr, on. too. Uh, you know, there's stuff in the description. Um, All that good stuff. Uh, much like, uh, much like Conchu, I'm very, uh, I'm very hungry. So, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. May Conchu protect you through all your night travels. Good night. Good night. Good night.